Hello and welcome back to the Anime Fridge. I am your host Arthur and with me as always is my amazing co-host B-. Brian, how are you on this shivering Monday evening? I'm doing good. Um, The first note of the season just happened. So we're chilling, Mm -hmm. literally. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm also doing good. We got a tiny bit of snow, you know, not too bad. It didn't it didn't stick to the mm-hmm. road, so you know, we're still vibing a little bit. A little bit of snow never hurts, yeah. but too much is gonna. The road hasn't yeah. turned into a complete death fucking trap. That's right, and you know how Utahns are. They're like, oof, it's a little dangerous. Time to speed, baby. That's how I like <laughs> they're it. They're like, it's a perfect time to speed and <laughs> not follow any fucking safety rules. They just go full full speed ahead. That's what I had to hear, man. That's my Utah right there. Well, uh-huh. well, Brian, today is going to be a jam-packed episode, and uh, maybe not too jam-packed, but it's going to be a good one either way. We got some catching up to do with Brian and I, and we're going to see what we've been watching and doing. Some things came out, Brian's watched some things, and uh, I have finally watched some stuff from this season as well. I'll talk about that a little bit. And then after that, we're going to finally do a review of uh, Made in Abyss. This is a long time coming that I wanted Brian to do, but uh, we'll see what he thinks about it, you know? Everybody's uh, excited for this one. I am. I'm excited for this one, that's for sure. So, Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, we got an answer to the calls <laughs> of the people. That's right. It's a it's a popular one, cool. you know? It's ranked 71, man, in my enemy list, and it's been out for uh, almost seven years, so, I mean, good Lord, right? Yeah. Wait, so what happened? Did it just start in 2017? And then, because it said 2017, but it also said 2020, so I kind of got confused. Yeah, uh, so I think 2017 one was when it came out. That's when it aired officially, right? And mm-hmm. it was pretty much stuck in licensing hell. We'll get into all of this, but and then they, they had these recap movies that came out too. So you probably saw those too. They had the recap movies that came out that did the first half of the season was the first movie. And then movie two was the second half of the season recap, which is, you know ridiculous and i think it's stupid but hey i mean it's it's a 13 episode anime you don't need a recap for this shit uh it's i don't know i don't i don't know how you saw 2020 brian where did you where did you see that exactly Uh, i think i saw that like at the end of the episode where it just seemed like um Mm. i don't know like where the copyright just said 2020 and so i figured everything was 2017 but it kind of threw me off like i didn't know if there was like like I don't know, something happened and they had to take a break and it came out in 2020. Where did you watch um, this? On the high seas? Of course. Of course. Okay. The only way then to go nowadays. I'm pretty sure in 2020 is when High Dive picked it up. That's why. So I think uh, when they licensed it themselves there, I think that's when they got the license for it now. So it could be that's why they own the license and it probably says 2020. That's what I'm going to assume. I don't know the exact reasons or whatever, but I think that sounds the most plausible. Maybe and maybe yeah, yeah, I think that could be it. Mm-hmm. So we'll cool. go for that. Cool. We'll go with that for now. So let's jump right into um some news here or some uh, what you've been doing, Brian. You watch a show. Some games came out. So go ahead and start with whatever you want to start with. Cool. Well, I guess I'll start with the thing that I have the most to say about. I guess. Yeah. Um, which is called Pilgrim Takes Off. Let's go, baby. Um, yeah, Senpai, did you watch any of it? No, just some clips. I've seen some clips, some controversial clips from Twitter, from the Twitterverse huh. that people, you know, of course, Ooh. naturally. Um, but nothing that I'm like, oh, I mean, everything that I've seen about it, it looks fantastic. So, you know, that first message you sent me, 
uh, you know, when you said it's not looking too good, I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, I was worried. Yeah. And then I see all these clips and, and I'm like, this looks pretty good. And then the um, everything about it looked pretty good. So I, I wasn't sure, you know, maybe I thought maybe it might improve or maybe you just a little too, um, you had really high expectations. I wasn't sure what the deal was there. But Brian, how was it overall for you, man? Or what were your thoughts? Should I try to keep it as spoil free as possible? Absolutely, because I'm trying to I'm gonna watch this too. Okay, so I guess as spoil free as review I can give it, I'd say that it's weird as fuck if you go into it completely blind. Because oh. I was caught off fucking guard pretty hard. Cause um I don't think this is a spoiler, but this takes place in a different universe. Right. Um it is not the Scott Pilgrim story. Um, f- like an adaptation of the manga or the movie, right? It's his own standalone thing, um, mm. which just I think worked out very well for me at the end. It was definitely caught me off guard. Um, okay, I was like, because like you know, the first episode is kind of weird because the first episode it, it is kind of very similar to the movie and how the manga starts out, right? Um, but as soon as the second episode hits, it diverges quickly and then like me not knowing anything i was like yeah, are they gonna try to go back like are, is this like something new completely and um but yeah so if you're gonna think it, it's like a remake or whatever whatever like a panel adaptation right it is not completely new um so just be prepared for that but i thought it was really good i think a lot of it um i think a lot of it was good i feel like it was a lot of character building because you know a lot of the like the evil exes you only see like once or twice you know only when they're fight and that's about it right but i think what what it was this format you get like you know you know a solid 18 20 minutes i mean they're none of them really leave um oh, i don't know if that's important so they're all around right and so right. it kind of becomes a bigger ensemble kind of um thing where you have everybody in the show um okay which is which is i think um it's for the best because, you know, there's a lot of interesting characters and like, you know, it's kind of a shame that they go away so quickly in the manga and in the movie. But right, yeah. yeah, so episodes to watch out for is the Lucas Lee episode. Oh, um, okay. That one by far is my favorite. Um, I think it does like expands the character very well and I feel like it's really Scott Pilgrim. The only bad thing that I have to say is that I feel like the immersive world that the manga and that the movie kind of bring to the table, I feel like it's a little, it's not here, right? Where, right. Okay. Um, I feel like with the production value and the animation, they can definitely step it up. I feel like, you know, Scott Pilgrim has a very set aesthetic and kind of like vibe and, you know, it's filled with Easter eggs. Like it's, it's like, I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like there's like a lot of like, um style to it i guess is the best way to put it yeah and i know what I you feel mean. like it's a little okay. bit missing i feel like it, li- it needed a little bit more pizzazz Interesting. and um okay and then the, like the english voice voice acting i feel like is i think it's good i try to watch it in english as most of i can but if i really didn't like a scene or how things were pl- being played out i would switch to Jap- japanese okay um excellent which they have a very good at like very good cast for for japan yeah, I know they do. Oh man. Yeah. And so, if you don't like the English voice acting, that's I recommend switching over. Um, but interesting. 
Yeah, switch over, you know, go back and forth. That's what I did. Um, I think the first episode was rough, but I feel like the voice acting gets better throughout the series. Um, I don't know. For the first first episode, I couldn't stand it. I kind of fucking hated it. Michael Sarah does not sound like Michael Sarah. No, he doesn't. I was gonna, I was gonna say it's weird. He does not sound like him at all. I don't know why. It's it's weird. I feel like a lot of like kind of um, I don't know. The first episode is really the hardest because um, they do like lines from the movie, right, or scenes like very similar to the movie, but like it doesn't read the same and on anime or like it doesn't sound the same, right. Um, I feel like that's a compli- you know, complicated, like, you know, ad- adapting thing and, and uh, like, you know, there's a lot to go that goes into it. So I don't know what the root problem is, mm-hmm. but I thought it was so weird where like you see scenes from the movie and it's not like, it sounds like way different in the anime. And, um, I think, you know, the one it starts diverging and you kind of don't compare like, you know, the movie to the anime anymore. Right. Um, it gets like a little bit better, but I, I guess, yeah. yeah. It makes sense, but... Hmm. That's very... Cool. You know, and whenever I'm, you... Go, go ahead, go ahead. Finish your thoughts. No, you go. So, like, how... Because, like, you know, when you think about this cast, right, of, like, these all-star, mm-hmm. you know, actors coming back to do this anime, you think the dub's going to be better than the sub by far, right? You can't, you yeah, can't go wrong yeah, with exactly. it. So the fact that... which. It could go to show, though, that maybe these actors are just good at acting and they're not good at voice acting. That's a totally different skill mm-hmm. set that people, you know, kind of, you know, no one really takes in consideration, right? Because I think voice acting yeah, is fair. much different because I, I know a lot of actors that go from acting to voice acting um, have a hard time. I know some are naturals at it, like um, Robin Williams really natural at it. You know, some people were just good at it and some people were, were not, right? So maybe it's that. Maybe Michael Cera mm-hmm. is just not good uh, voice actor. That could be it. The only thing is, is weird because like it doesn't sound like anything like him. That I, when I saw those clips, man, and I saw him in it, I was like, "Is this really him?" I don't know if he was trying yeah. his best to do like an anime character voice or something. I don't know. Or like would... a younger. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe that, that could be the case too. Hmm. I don't know exactly what it is, but the voice acting is not spot on. I feel like, yeah, yeah, it's just I don't know how to explain him, but. I guess you'll just have to watch it for yourself, but right. it's really great. I do recommend it. I think it is like kind of not perfect. I would like to talk about the ending, maybe when you watch it. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to review this one as well. But I think it is definitely worth watching. Um, just come into it with like a don't set in the expectations of like you know of the past. Even though like I feel like it would have been really dope if they would have done a one for one like remake of the manga. Um, in the, yeah, in the movie. But sure. you know what. I'll take it, and it seems like they're gonna—they're already greenlit for a second season. Oh, really? Um, what in the world? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So at the end, you get like a little like, um, like kind of peek to the next season, and so, um, yeah. Okay, that's exciting. Well, so I was gonna say because on the Japanese cast, you have one of our favorite voice actors, right? Um, Ai Faruz, and she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Up, she's Jolene, big up and comer. Yeah, well, so I don't know if she's up and coming anymore. She no, came. no, no. She, she's um, she's already <laughs> here, bro. No, <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> no, just not in that way, but mm. she's here. Yeah, she's great. Okay. So maybe I'll, I'll do what you did as well. Maybe the episodes that have Chris Evans, I'll, I'll watch them and dub. And then if, they're, if he's not in it, then I, I won't care. Damn. There it is. I stand Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Chris Evans. I think Kieran Culkin does good. I think um, Aubrey Plaza does well. 
Oh yeah, I think it's just mainly the the scenes with Scott and Ramona. I kind of I, oh, I can't deal with it. Interesting. Um, Look, okay, <laughs> okay, fair enough. I think it's just mainly Michael Sarah. I don't know. Hmm. Like kind of thinking about it, it just might be My- Michael Sarah. I wish there was more um, Anna Kendrick's character, right? But maybe yeah. that's in season two. But um, yeah. Okay, there it is, folks. Well, I'm I'm gonna definitely watch it. I just haven't had the time, but. I'll definitely jump into this, and that's gonna get a full review from us as well. Okay, so I guess I'll cool. I'll bounce off of you, and I'll, I'll do one here. I started watching uh, Freyrin Beyond Journey's End. So this is an anime that Brian told us to watch um, a, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this. I'm here for it, and um, it is now tied for number one again for Fullmetal Alchemist again. It's, Whoa. Yeah, so it keeps going up and down. I think every episode's been good. Sometimes they're so this anime, it starts off right with it starts off with uh, the hero, a mage, a dwarf, and a priest, and they had defeated mm-hmm. the demon lord, and that's how it starts off. They already beat him. They're coming back home yeah. and they're celebrating the defeat of the demon lord, and that's what it's about. It's about everybody going their own separate ways, and it focuses on a uh, elf named Freyrin. And it is pretty much about her melancholy life of living afterwards, right? And elves, obviously, in most um, every kind of you know media you see, they live a long time, right? So mm-hmm. she lives for a very long time. And so when she's like, okay, guys, I'll, I'll stop by again. I'll be back soon. For her, soon is literally 50 years. Like 50 years. Yeah. So she comes back 50 years later, and she's like, oh, my God. And she meets the hero. He's super old now. And he's like, man, you're super cold for not coming back, you know. And just a lot of things that for elves that are, like, you know, insignificant to us. Like, oh, she's like everything about her life. She's going by very slowly, taking her time. And her hobby is just collecting spells right now because mm-hmm. the hero – so she has dumb spells like okay she has a spell that literally just cleans the rust off a of br- bronze statues right and that's it nothing else but she just loves collecting sweet, spells sweet. and she has spells that just make a bunch of flowers this flower whatever and the hero which his name is a uh, himmel he really praised her for having these amazing spells and she kind of you know she kind of liked that and she's like you know what i can't so she's kind of going through her whole life right now just collecting spells for him and you know, there's um, episode one. This happens though. Okay, it's not really a spoiler. Um, yeah, obviously, fifty years happen, and the hero has passed away from old age, right? And she's mm-hmm. like, "We were only together for ten years. That's it. You know, that's nothing." And then, you know, the priest and the dwarf are like, "That's not nothing for a human. You know, that's that's a long time for a human being with you." And then she kind of realizes, "Oh my God, why didn't I not get to know him? You know, what have I done?" And so now her new thing is also to get to know humans and all that, which is truly an amazing thing how they make. Um, so there's a spell that a demon lord used that, you know, was insanely powerful and insanely strong. Nobody could block it. it armor piercing, magic piercing, all this. Right. So for humans, they dedicated their entire lives to try to develop it and block that spell. So the demon comes back and he's like, oh, yes, the humans have spent their entire lives, which is, you know, about 80 years for the demon and Freyrin is nothing. But for them, it's a long time and they spend all their time trying to counter that. So they kind of praise humans mm-hmm. there. And just a lot of things like that of like, you know, going 
back to the elf world and like her life it's really really good man the music man like the animation of everything is a is an amazing dragon fight that's not cg at all it's just pure sakuga and i'm here for it I, I, I don't know it's just an amazing like everything about it has been fantastic the ed is a fucking bop uh, the, the op i gotta say they kind of dropped the ball on it i think it doesn't really fit with the show with the melancholy show it's kind of strange i don't think it fits with it yeah but truly, though, Madhouse is back. Um, I'm four episodes in only, and it's already like one of the best. I'm like, it's one of the best I'm watching this season. It's super, super good. And of course, in Japan, when um, the show first aired, they aired the first four episodes and they put it into one movie and they aired it in Japan in theaters. So we, we didn't get that. We just got oh, it. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, we just got it in four episodes here on uh, on the Crunchyrolls. But, you know, we, we don't watch on Crunchyroll. But anyway. Just pretty Is there much. more than four episodes? Yeah, there's ten right now. Or not yet? No, there's oh, there's ten. There's, oh shit, there's it's ten. Over. No, it's twenty eight episodes. Oh shit! So it's too core. Yeah, we're gonna definitely review, it. and there's plenty of time for you to catch up. It's too core, so you know, probably it's gonna go into next year, and it won't end till March around there. So, it's uh, it's it's a good one so far. Very good, very you know melancholy, and it's a very emotional. Good music. Everything about it has been just you know quality really so definitely do we know if it's original it's not it's a manga it is a manga oh, and is, mm-hmm. it, is it still going um i don't know actually let me double check here mm, let's see Pub- yeah it's, it's still going it seems like okay okay so we're not gonna get it so there's gonna ending. be more after the second core right it seems like yeah so yeah, it's, either way, I mean, it's it's been nothing but good, and you you know a lot of shows that do this, Brian. I mean, you know, it's it's kind of rare, but it's not when they do the after you know they defeat the demon lord, right? It's yeah, it's nonsense a lot of the time. It's like oh okay, um, I I defeated the demon lord, so I I had to get a job at a convenience store reluctantly. It's literally the name of an anime, so. And it's really yeah. stupid, and like it's just him hanging out with the demon lord's daughter that's fucking hot as hell, you know. And I'm like, I don't know. It's never anything <laughs> deep or anything. It's just nonsense and etchy. And this is really good. This has been really yeah. fun. I'm I'm enjoying it. Well, I feel like Isekais have been scraping the bottom of the barrel for the longest time. Oh, and Brian, this is just a straight straight fantasy, not even an Isekai. Oh, okay. Well, fantasy even better. But- Whatever, it's kind of isekai-esque, you know, when they usually do, like, kind of, like, the high fantasy trope with the elves and medieval, whatever, but... You're right. Know, this one seems really good. You're right, I Brian. I like they use, like... But... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, yeah. man. I keep interrupting you. No, you go. So, you're right about that. A lot of them are just kind of the same as isekai, but not really, because I think when it's an isekai, it's super lazy how they write characters and how they write the world. They're like, oh, I'm an otaku, and I know how everything works, and they don't really explain to you. There's yeah. no disposition, nothing at all. You just explain it. And in this, things are explained kind of better, and it, it's just everything is kind of explained to you like you're not stupid, and you know it's not like, wait a second, the demon lord was defeated? Who did that? And like, no, it, it's just... <laughs> It's all just kind of, you know, you're kind of told, like, you know, by them going back to the village after the great fight. I don't know. It's it's done yeah. way better. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes, for sure. And I think so, too. And I don't know. I feel like they use, like, elves to kind of contemplate, like, you know, human mortality, right? Right. Like, yeah. if we're looking at it, we're looking at mortality through, like, a, like an outside perspective. Yes. Which is always interesting because, like, you know, it's always mortality. It's, like, so part of, like, every, you know, series and, like, 
is a bit told, but this like it's cool seeing like from an elf perspective, you know, and kind of like the regret that she had seeing like Kimo pass away without, you know, really getting to know his later part of the years. He she just kind of dipped and yeah, dude. um, and so it was really cool seeing that kind of like you know character development and like how that actually moved her like on the first episode. It's really great. I you should definitely check it out for sure. At least the three, the first three episodes, you know, see if you like, and I feel like you will anyway. But maybe the first four actually do what Japan did for the movie. So do that. Yeah, I've I watched the first episode and I thought it was really good. Oh shit! There, um, there it is. Yeah, so I'll I'll continue watching. Um, there it is. But yeah, Hell yeah, I I did for sure. Um, like it, and I and I feel like they're actually doing interesting and like really thought provocative, and we love that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Brian, what else you got for us? Um. Okay, so I don't have any personal experience. This is back on the list. This is in the back catalog, but Super Mario RPG came out. Oh, yeah. The Legend. Um. Have you played it at all? I have not, dude. I, did, I thought I was going to buy it day one, but I haven't had the time to buy it, man. Have you bought it? And you played it? <laughs> no, not yet. I've been meaning <laughs> to. What? It's weird because Super Mario RPG for like people in the United States has always been that elusive game that never really came out here, right? Yeah, like it was exactly. like Japanese only. It, it, that's right. And like we, and you'd always hear secondhand as like, oh yeah, this game is so amazing, but you know you have to have you have to know Japanese yeah. to know it, which is kind of crazy that they actually released it because I thought, you know, I gave up on that dream a long time ago, right? Of course. And so. It's here, and um, have you have have you heard any like fan reactions or um, anything in like the Twitterverse or any mediaverse? Brian, I have not heard anything about this game. Straight up, I haven't uh-huh. I haven't seen anybody talk about it in my Twitterverse and you know my my social medias like Reddit, whatever. I, I've, and nothing I've been seeing that everybody's been talking about it, good or bad. So. It's either once again it fell under the radar, or you know the it really shows how nostalgia plays a big fact in sales. I don't know if that's what it is too, but no. Well, I haven't heard anything about it in my circle though. What about you, Brian? Yeah, same. I haven't heard anything about it. Oh wow, in my circle as well. Jesus Christ. Um, I think I saw one YouTuber stream it for the first day that it came out. Oh but, man. Um. Aside from that, I haven't seen very much, which is kind of uh, um, an eye opener. Because I, f- I swear people were hyped on it, or like, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you would like you said, it's one of those games that everybody wants to play. But I really think that this goes to show how nostalgia really sells. I don't know. It seems so people, odd. People just like the bitch. Yeah, that too. People yeah, just if, like if it was to, bad, like to long for the game that'll never. Mm. never come out like uh, metro yeah. prime 4 <laughs> yeah. or the new <laughs> game of thrones oh my god or the new walking dead game yeah 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 because i do want to play it it just i feel like you know just gotta i got the fucking back catalog going on exactly Exa- that's the problem um, right right i'm with you and so i mean i think i am going to get to it because i love rpgs and um i always heard about this game but yeah just kind of a little Forest, weird. Yeah, a little weird how... A little weird, definitely. Yeah. So... Because I feel... Oh, sorry. No, okay. Um, I'll continue here. Uh, so uh, we're coming up here with Thanksgiving. We're, we're recording this the week of Thanksgiving. So we're going to get uh, at least four days off, right? I think I'm going to definitely buy it Wednesday. And 
from right there, I'm going to start playing it. Grind the I fuck first, out of it? I'm going to try my best, yeah. <laughs> I beat Mario Odyssey, I mean, Mario Wonder, and I'm done with that. So, um, you know, trying to jump into this, um, yeah, I mean, for sure. It seems like, because I, I, I wanted to get done with Mario Wonder first, so I was pretty behind, and I just kind of, you know, rushed through it pretty quickly. It isn't, it's not that hard, but... You know, it's just, it's really fun too. But I feel like Mario RPG might be more of a grind. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but. Um, yeah, well, if it's an RPG, it's definitely going to take more time, you know. But it's older though. You know, those older RPGs are not as long as these new RPGs. That's the other thing. So I'm not sure uh-huh. how that will happen. We'll see. Anyway, definitely um, a game that I want to check out for sure. And not only that, Brian. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to quickly mention that, uh. Do you think that Mario Wonder has something to do with it, where like they kind of came out too close to each other? Um, yeah, I think I think the problem you're having, a lot of people are probably having too. I've heard about the problem for sure. I think I think it's a real problem. I think so. Yes. Yeah, that like you know, because I, I feel like Wonder had a pretty big um, opening where people. Yes. It seemed like more people were talking about it. People were playing it. Um, maybe people were just like a little little tuckered out from wonder because i feel like everybody's like either beating it or like have beat it by a while or like been replaying it right yeah exactly yeah yeah they might not be done exactly with wonder yet well shit we'll see then hopefully uh maybe uh i never i was gonna say a black friday sale will help it but who, who am i kidding nintendo is not known for their black friday sales so yeah they do not give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> no now what I was going to say is Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door is currently uh-huh. coming out in 2024. There's no date, nothing. It just Sexy. says yeah. 2024. But there's been rumors and leaks that we're going to get it earlier. Maybe late December, early December. I'm not sure how true that is or what. Which, if, Brian, if that's the case, that means that they're really trying to milk the fuck out of the Switch. I think before they announce the next console. Right before. Yeah. I don't know, man. We said that last time early this year about how November we're going to get a new console. We were wrong. But now if Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door is going to be their last biggest like game they're going to come out, eh, it could be that they're trying to announce a new system by March maybe. I don't know. But Yeah, or maybe, I don't know. I feel like maybe they should just hold on to these fucking games <laughs> for the next console, you know? Yeah, honestly, Because I yeah. think it'd be shitty. Because I'm not going to buy it twice. That, yeah, exactly. Fucked up and exactly. They're, mm. they're going to have me buy a remake twice. <laughs> yeah, um, for full, 60 bucks, full price, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, it's pretty interesting because I think that's a lot. That's on a lot of people's minds where... I think it is confirmed where the next console is coming out next year, right? right? Yeah, that's what everybody thinks. And I think that could be plausible for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, maybe that's what has people holding back. And so... Mm, I don't know. I good think, point. I think a thousand year old door switch switch wonder. I don't know what the fuck they're gonna call it. But <laughs> <Switch> <laughs> um, oh, I think man. that'd be dope. That'd be a pretty cool name for it. I'm gonna lie. I would definitely buy thousand year old door for a fucking day one video game. One hundred percent. That'd be awesome. Or what they can do is what Xbox did a long time ago when the 360 came out and then the Xbox One came out where you pay like five bucks for an upgraded version and that was it. That is a little more doable, you know. It's even less than the way like, most DLC. I think that'd be fine. But because, you know, or, if you... You know what? Go ahead. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, continue. 
No, but that's pretty much all I was going to say. So, like, I think that would be a good idea, you know, buying Thousand Year Door and then buying Mario RPG and then I'm not done with it and then a new console comes out and I can just pay five bucks and transfer my shit to the new console. I'd be down for that. Yes. Or imagine if we could live in a world where um, either you make it backwards compatible. Oh, man. Right? Oof. Or the fucking craziest thoughts, right? You know? <laughs> yes. Fucking craziest thought. Or maybe you can honor, you know, a lot of people like to buy digitally. So if you already bought it on the Switch, why not just be able to download it on the, on the Nintendo Wonder? Dude, that'd be so awesome. I'd be so down for that. But yeah, because I, I feel like that makes sense, right? You already bought fucking yes. license for the game. Yes. What, what, con- what does it matter what console it's for? It matters to them because then you can double dip and buy it twice. That's the only reason I can think of them not being able to do it. They're like, yeah, everybody's going to buy Thousand Year Door twice. Everybody's going to buy Mario RPG twice. I mean, whatever. Be bullshit. Yeah, which, so, I don't know. I feel like, I think that's definitely something worth looking at. And I feel like that would be really cool. But I know that's just fucking shooting for the moon at this point. Yeah, for sure. But hey, man, I will hold out hope, man. That'd be really awesome if we get something like that. But I'll hold out hope for sure. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For for my last show here, Brian, that I have watched recently is uh, the Apothecary Diaries. So this is another. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Studio o- OLM. That's right. And it's another show that you kind of picked up on because of Studio OLM, I believe. That's why you were like, oh, that's kind of on my radar a little bit here. So I added it on my list too, and I actually forgot about it. I forgot about it because it didn't air for a very long time. It aired late on October 22nd, and they were saying it was going to have like um, an hour and a half long episode, but it was just once again three episodes in one. I don't know why they keep trying to do Oshino Ko level <laughs> stuff or something. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. It's strange. So this anime came out. And it's pretty much about a 17-year-old girl that she's an apothecary and she's always kind of experimenting on herself. So you see her hands and her arms are like full of cuts and scratches and burns and shit because she's trying to figure out, you know, cures and stuff with herbs and whatever, you know, and doing it on herself, which is crazy. But she's, you know, a little crazy and we love her for that. But it's pretty, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of corny, right? Because it starts out with, the, the dad, he's like, hey, I need you to go to um, this brothel place, which is a place that kind of has herbs and stuff. And, uh, you know, I guess the dad is like a longtime friend of that place or whatever. And I need you to get this stuff for me. He's like, oh, okay. And then I'll head over to the garden as well to get some herbs and whatever to make some medicine. Oh, that sounds good. Just make sure, though. Sounds a little unhinged. <laughs> yeah, he's like, just make sure, though. There's been a lot of kidnappings recently, okay? And it's like, oh, don't worry, I'll be fine. Well, yeah, she gets kidnapped. I mean, it, it was a uh, little and, on the nose. And sold to the brothel? <laughs> no, she gets kidnapped by um, an imperial court, which I guess they just kidnap a bunch of people and they make them work there for like two years and then they get sent out for free. No, they work there literally and they do get paid, but they get kidnapped there and then they send them out after two years, after they're useless, I guess. And obviously she can read and write, but she's smart, and she pretends that she can't, right? She's like, I cannot read and write because if you do, then you want to put you for other stuff. So it's better to act ignorant in this world is what she's always saying, and it's very good. Mm-hmm. So there's an epidemic of a bunch of babies being born, and they're always dying, and they don't know what the case is, and she figures out that it's the powder that the courtesans are using that's poisoning the babies. So she tries to figure out a way to tell them about it, and she 
kind of cuts her um her kimono she cuts it and writes right there the powder is poison to babies and so one of the courtesans sees it instantly stops and then the baby gets better the other one sees that flower and tosses it out the window oh fuck this shit her baby dies it gets pretty dark right her baby dar- dies right there <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and then even but she throws it away though and the other courtesan tells her hey you know i saw someone told me that the powder is poison to the baby don't give it to the baby it's not good and she's like, shut the hell up, you know. It's because of you. I'm not getting any medical. Gave it to the baby. <laughs> yeah. What, so, <laughs> ignoring her. So, what um, the main guy here, his name is Jinshi. He is kind of like the head guy, the head honcho here. Very handsome, very pretty boy you see on the thumbnail here. He trying to figure mm-hmm. out who wrote this, who figured this out, right? So, he calls in because he figures out that the cloth is made from the servant um, dress. So he gets all the servants, puts them in a room, and he writes, if he can read this, stay, <laughs> something like that. And then so um, the only one that freaks out is her. And, you know, it's like, all right, everybody can leave now except for except for her. They catch her pretty quickly. And then so she gets promoted to be the lady-in-waiting to help uh, the courtesan there. Anyway, the point is uh-huh. the show's great. It's fantastic. It's okay. really good. I mean, it, anything about it, the the art, the animation. I mean, the main character is done by Aoyuki. You can't go wrong with that. She's fantastic in everything she does. And this is no different. Like, whenever she's, you know, kind of freaking out about, you know, um, herbs and plants or whatever, just she's always, like, you know, just having a good time and freaking out. And, of course, Aoyuki does a good job of portraying the cuteness of the character. And her name is Mao Mao. It's an adorable name. I love it. And um, the other thing that, I mean, everything just about it has been pretty pretty top notch. OLM always delivers kind of a pretty good animation recently. They haven't done anything I've been like, man, this looks pretty bad, you know, summertime rendering, whatever. We have everything that looks pretty good, right? So mm-hmm. the only thing that's, uh, I, this is um, I, this is in Chinese kind of setting, right? So all the characters are kind of hard to yeah. say. And it's kind of hard to keep track of characters, but, you know. You get used to it, I'm sure, but that's the only thing sometimes where these uh, Chinese settings, it's really hard for me to keep track of names and keep track of people. But it's been um, it's been pretty quality, man. Definitely check it out. And of course, uh, the main guy, Jinshi, here is always trying to seduce Mao Mao because everybody in the entire, like, you know, um, Imperial Court pretty much loves him. He's like, oh my God, he's so hot, you know? And the reason he's there because he can't have kids, which is why he's even allowed to be by the other courtesans. So... Everybody mm-hmm. loves him except for her. She's disgusted by him, so he kind of like <laughs> he kind of gets turned on by the disgust. So pretty interesting there. People oh, want yeah. what they can't have. That's right. That's the way it goes. But it's really good, man. Definitely check it out. It's a fun one. Do you think we're just having a good season? I don't know what's happening, man. Like every everything that I'm watching, I'm I'm enjoying. <laughs> I'm enjoying 100. <laughs> hey, except. Except for Tokyo Revengers, really. Uh, other than that, everything's been pretty quality. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Spy Family has been good. Um, and then I feel like a lot of surprises, too, you know? A lot of surprises. Farin. Freyrin, 100%. Um, Undead Unlock. The Apothecary Diaries. Apothecary Diaries. Um, oh, God. Not Undead Unlock. It, it's fun, man. I know you don't like it, but it's fun, man. And then Shield Hero has gotten better, which I still think... It's a cop-out saying that they wanted to rush season two to get past that shitty arc. I think it's still bullshit. Just make it better, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like people make weird-ass excuses. Yeah, just, just make it better. Um, oh, yeah, of course, Dark Gathering is still 
Still pretty good. Yeah. Or still going on. JJK, bro. Whew. Damn. JJK. <laughs> that shit's wild. Fucking crazy. It's not perfect, but no, no, it's been going fucking crazy. It's been going hard. And of course, uh, shout out to the Studio Mappa creators. You know, they don't deserve what they're, you know, they're being paid and how they're being treated. But hey, uh, we appreciate For- <laughs> what they do. Oh my God. Yes. The animators are fucking. Maybe this is why Vinland Saga looked like shit. I don't know <laughs> what it was. I don't know if they're doing this shit right now, but it is crazy. Um, <laughs> I only wish that it could be ethical. That would make it perfect. Um, but yeah, shout out to them. They're doing such a fucking amazing, great job. Loving it. So speaking of that, let's talk about that a little bit here. So Studio Mappa came out and said that they're trying to be the next Ufootable and then next Kiwani. What do you think about that, Brian? I think they're bullshit because <laughs> you know you Ufootable Kiwani. I feel like they have rules. Like I feel like either Mappa has to stop animating because they usually have three or four fucking animes a season. That's exactly, dude. That's that's their problem. And I don't think unless they're gonna have a big ass fucking studio with a million people and like you know Kiwani, they be paying their people right. And, like, you know, I don't even know if they have an anime this season. They don't. They, they don't. They don't. It's whenever they have one, they take, like, a year or two to make one anime. And. Yeah, which is amazing. Is. We love that. But I don't think MAPPA would do that. Like, I feel like, yeah, you know, exactly. I don't know if they're going to change. Like, they either have to overhaul their entire system and, like, which is weird because now they have so many IPs that they have to fucking finish, you know? Like, if they started just doing one behind the other. It take like seven years for one to get another season, you know, because they have so many going on right now, or drop them. Oh um, yeah, which exactly. Is, I guess it's totally valid. So they either have to fucking drop everything, or just take a super long time for them to animate it. So I don't really see, them, I don't really see them doing that because you know, Ufootable have been on their Demon Slayer shit for like the past what, like four, maybe five ish years. They've I don't been, know if yeah. it's been that long. Twenty nineteen. You know, Ufootable. 2019 so yeah so like four years so you know Yufudos have been doing the same thing over and over again right Mappa has been all over the place Kyoani I feel like you know once they have a good series going on they stick with it too um but I don't believe I don't believe Mappa one bit I think they're only in it for the money I mean yeah I mean so look let's talk about Demon Slayer Demon Slayer came out and it took him two years to make the movie it took him another year to make the next season another year to make the other season like you know it and it shows right i mean whether you like demon or slayer or not it's a pretty looking show it looks nice yeah and i like that i feel like that's a good pacing for a lot of anime yeah and uh talk about kill annie too they haven't had a show since i talked about the archer show and now they're making the third season of hibika euphonia and that's not coming until spring 2024 and that was announced last year as well like they're taking their time on it, and mm-hmm. every time a show comes out, everybody watches it for that reason. They know it's going to be quality. And, you know, you're right, Brian. We had pretty shitty Villain Saga visuals, pretty shitty Hell's Paradise vis- visuals, and now we're finally getting good JJK visuals. Like, shows have to suffer for one to look good, and I don't think that's worth it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, exactly. And I feel like, you know, if... Yeah... I just I don't think they got them in, in them. They are definitely they definitely don't get the dog in them. No doubt. No. And 
Did they do AOT the the like the last 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 last? They did, yeah, last? yeah, they did. And yeah, uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that looked. I can't tell I don't you. Believe them. <laughs> yeah, no, I personally bullshit. wouldn't believe them. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I think they're bullshit. And there's no way they'll ever pay their animators um a salary like Kyoani does. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> there's no way. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, Brian, with that, anything else you want to talk about before we dive into Made in Abyss, or should we just dive right in? Uh, I think we can dive right in. Yeah, I think that's, we're caught up pretty much. All right, I hope you got your fork ready, because I'm ready to dig in. All right, now, all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got the full cutlery. <laughs> okay, all right, let's talk about Made in Abyss. So, Made in Abyss here, it's always called English, Japanese. It's just called Made in Abyss. And we'll talk about why it's called Made in Abyss in this season as well. So this is done by Kinema Citrus. It's the, what it says web manga is a source, which I don't I don't think that's true. I have the actual manga. Maybe it started from a web manga, then they printed it later. Seems I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about how accurate that is, because I it's a manga. Anyhow. Genres are adventure, drama, fantasy, mystery, and sci-fi. Themes are gore and survival. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Some dark ass shit. Yeah, some dark shit. So, before we get into the synopsis, Brian, this anime came out in 2017, and it was an Amazon-exclusive show, which it got stuck Mm -hmm. in licensing hell for about four years, pretty much, I would say. And... It had no dub. Everything that came out on Amazon had no dub. So this had no English dub for the longest time until High Dive picked it up in 2020, give or take. And then we got a dub in 2021. And so people that care about that, you finally got a dub now. And obviously now this is streaming on High Dive, which is the only pretty much subscription I pay for. Which is, you know, it's $4. Not a big deal. But it's, it's still burning one of the shittiest ones out there, honestly. But yeah. Yeah, whatever. So then, I mean, we finally got it. Even so, this came out, and actually, when this came out, it was pretty damn close to the manga. And so, the manga updates pretty irregularly. I I would even say maybe once every two months. Sometimes, if he's doing good, it's once a month. But it updates pretty infrequent, and I actually don't even know the uploading schedule of the manga because whenever I go check on it, you know, a month later. There's nothing there. And then I go check on <laughs> yeah. it three months later. I forget about it. And then I got to go back and reread the whole fucking theme because it's just so short anyway. I'm like, whatever. I might as well. So this is one that I do buy the manga as it comes out because it comes out very infrequently anyway. I buy like a manga every like six months or so or something. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. So let's get into the synopsis, Brian. What is Made in Abyss about? Okay, so Made in Abyss it's set in a city. Um, mm. It's not really clear if it's like the entire world yet. I assume not because they, they mentioned like foreign countries and stuff like that. Right. But we are at an orphanage um, in this set city. I don't know what the city's called. But they have an abyss, believe it or not. <laughs> oh shit, who would have um, thought? <laughs> who would have fucking guessed it? <laughs> but the funny thing is that this orphanage... Um, kind of like prepares the orphans to become cave raiders that's right who go into the abyss and just kind of explore um and uh just try to find treasure right and so we're introduced to rico oh shit um who is super enthusiastic about cave raiding she wants to go down and become a cave explorer she's just super 
she's super into it, right? Of course. And um, she loves it. But you know, she's only twelve. <laughs> she's still super. <laughs> she's still super young, and like you know, um, everybody tells her that she has like a lot of learning uh, left to do because like you know her journey has has just started, and um, she's just a red whistle. But her dream is to become a white whistle, which is like the most elite cave raiders. Um, they go to part of the abyss that um, isn't open to anybody. And even sometimes, like, you know, they go on missions that they're not going to come back from. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Which is called a, f- a full dive or I forgot what they called it. They, so depending on how deep it goes, that's what it's. it just depends. Because if you're going to go down to the seventh, it's pretty much like your, your last, your final dive. But depending on what you're going to do, yeah. it, it, it depends. But because, you know... Um, Going down into the abyss, there's curses, of course, that that happen to you. Mm-hmm. The deeper you go, the worse the curse, right? So, I mean, when we start off, we meet Rico, and they're just down in the first layer where they come back up and they just feel mild dizziness and they're a little nauseous, right? And that's it. Uh, yep. Nothing too bad. So that's good. And even in the second layer, you're it's instant nausea, headaches, and the numbness of the extremities. So I mean, you're already getting hallucinations. <laughs> oh, that's that's a little deeper down, but yeah, good lord, it gets bad. So g- g- go on, Brian. Continue, continue. Cool. So you know, as we continue to get to know the world a little bit more, you know, we meet Nat and Shiggy, which are other orphans' friends. Um, one day during their cave raiding. Um, Nat gets in trouble. He's about to get eaten. So Rico comes to the rescue. And she, and so she distracts like the little serpent, dragon type animal creature, monster thing. And she is saved by like this beam, like this laser beam that comes out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And she finds like this robot, human-esque looking thing. Um, she doesn't really know what it is because it doesn't look human, I guess. But... Yeah, kind of does, but you know, has bion- bionicle arms and then a weird helmet. Humanoid, um, right? Yeah, humanoid, of course. They take it back to the orphanage and then also um, name the character Reg, right? It's a right. little robot human thing, and um, and Reg becomes a cave raider. Um, he has amnesia, and it's not exactly you know where he's from, but he has suspicions that he's from the abyss, right? Um, cause he's not affected by any of the curses. He has like these, like, you know, the laser hand and like, he's like kind of like cyborged, um, upgrades. And so eventually Reg and Rico decide that they're going to go to the bottom of the abyss. Fucking insane, Rico, dude. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. Cause like, you know, <laughs> people spend their entire lives training like 20, 30, 40 years. How are, yeah. Um, I mean, those are just like, just yeah, to it's be great. Yeah, and that's even if you were lucky enough to be able to withstand the curses, you know? Exactly. Um, but Rico is very into the idea of finding her mom. And she believes that she finds a letter from her mom that says to, that she'll be waiting for her at the bottom. Right. Yeah, that's right. And Reg is just kind of more curious because he knows that he's from the abyss. And decides to join Rico and kind of, like, be her shield through all of it. And... um. And so they make the plunge, and that's where kind of like the story starts. And um, yeah, that's right. So we get into that, and it's like a little. So let's talk more about relics, which is, you know, 
the relics are essentially treasures that, like Brian said, that they find along the way. Um, I guess the deeper you go, the more useful and the better the relics is what you kind of seem. But, you know, mm-hmm. she found... Reg is kind of a relic, right? Because um, she finds him but up in the higher layers anyway because he's probably moving around himself. doesn't really matter. But yeah, there's a lot of relics here. And she has one of them, uh, like a GPS relic that kind of points to the bottom. Is that what it is, right? I mean, I could. I think it points to the top. Is that I what it is? Okay. It points upwards. Okay, okay. Yeah. And she loses it pretty quickly, right? <laughs> yeah. It, it seemed important, but I guess not, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> guess not it might be- come back to bite her in the ass later yeah there's that so they're going um deeper and deeper and okay let's talk about so before we get deeper into like the secret camp here um what do you think about the music brian oof the music i think is pretty like fantastical and um very whimsical um excellent yeah yeah i like it well how do you like the setting what do you think about the world so far? I absolutely love this world. I think it's so creative and different, and it's nothing I've ever seen before. You know, every time you have like you, you know, talked about Freyrim, and you get like a fantasy, you know, pre-built stuff of like elves and dwarves and all this stuff, right? But mm-hmm. this time it's kind of different where we're going down into abyss where everything is so different. Like you have that weird fine caterpillar. You have everything that's pretty much trying to kill you. Or, you know, you have the upside down, you know, like layer four. Everything's upside down. I think everything about it is cool. And everything, whenever I see it, I'm either terrified or intrigued. I think it's like, it's so interesting how they get you with that. I think it's pretty awesome. Well, what about you? Are, are you... um? on the same page or not really yeah i love it i think it's a really great concept art i think um the art style is really good the first kind of like layer where everybody goes right the beginning layer yeah it reminded me a lot about minecraft um, oh yeah absolutely and like kind of like the best way possible of how like open and atmospheric and like um how like you know the geology kind of like looks unique i don't know it was like super peaceful like um it's kind of crazy how like um, the beginning of the anime starts compared to how it ends because um, <laughs> yeah. in the beginning everything's like really happy and bright and cheerful and like very optimistic and like the deeper you get into the abyss I feel like you know you know the wonder of the abyss becomes like the horror of the abyss absolutely um, hell yeah because <laughs> like I don't know I feel like you know it's, it's definitely something that would you know the abyss is I feel like if you have adventure in your soul um yes it is something that you want to explore but it just seems after like you know a while there's like no good things that come from the abyss it's just only like kind of like pain and just um just darkness period yeah you know yeah which is why the mangaka gets a lot of flack actually we'll talk about that a little further down so the music was done by kevin pankin um He's obviously really well known for his music. He's been he's an American that went to Japan, has been doing a lot of music for video games and he finally branched out into anime for Made in Abyss and he won an award oh, yeah. for best music that year for Crunchyroll and Japan both. So, you know, we love him for that. He's been doing all the Made in Abyss stuff, the new season. He's done Rising of the Shield Hero stuff as well, which is like one of the better parts of Rising of the Shield Hero is the soundtrack. And um so, you know, we definitely love that. But so we get to episode six and 
there's oh yeah mm-hmm. let's talk about so there's, there's whistles right there's um a thing called whistles here where you get and of course when you start out you get a you get a small little bell which indicates you're a little student and then you get a red whistle yeah. blue moon black and then you get the illustrious white whistle so white whistle. which you find Ooh. out that um actually um Rico's mom was a white whistle so when we get to the secret camp mm-hmm. and you meet with Ozin the immovable which is also a white whistle and we get some this is where you get some disturbing background here so when you know i mean after this episode right here you know you have ozen kind of revealing about what um you know her and rico's mom had to go through to kind of you know get rico out of there right because when rico was born she was actually a stillborn, and they shoved her mm-hmm. into this fucking box. So just like just shoved her into the box, and then so Ozen had to carry it up. And for some reason, this box brings things back to life, right? And so yeah. you see this actually. But before that, you see a horrific piece of meat she throws in there, and it starts crawling on Rico, and it's gross and disturbing. But and then it's like, yep, yeah, this is you. You were in here, and you came back to life. You started moving, you know. So you get that, and. This is when you get the little fight with um with Reg and you know Ozen, which is pretty pretty epic too. But you know, just not really a fight, just kind of a a confrontation, right? Uh, which Ozen is a tough, yeah, tough. And Ozen's ridiculously overpowered, <laughs> making like Reg's like mm-hmm. bones or his cybernetic creak, which is crazy. But yeah, she did that. So and then of mm-hmm. course they have to do the training arc, and they have to do that, and they have to just come out of um. A certain camp and they come back unscathed and that's it and uh yeah we'll see what happens yeah. there so yeah. do you think the adults failed rico 110 <laughs> percent. well i think that w- like what the fuck? yeah they i mean come on now dude you know they i mean i understand even if they held her back to not go she would have still gone it seems like and i think like ozen at that i think she's already lost her mind when you go down in that the depths of the abyss you just lose your mind and you just don't give a fuck anymore so her whatever yeah. but the adults on the top layer on like on land yeah they they uh they should have been like yeah you shouldn't go down there dude you're gonna actually die yeah <laughs> yeah for sure i feel like they would have made more of an effort because like you know her teacher jiro yeah um yeah you know she's also like i don't know i feel like he's the closest to like rico and he's also close to his mom her mom liza right and I don't know. I feel like, you know, she's 12. She's just a kid, right? And, like, you know, definitely people make their own decisions. But I don't know. I feel like Rico has no idea what, what's in store for her. I guess she'll find out in Ring 6 or whatever the Goblet one is. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, but, man. But, yeah, and also, like, the Black Whistle. I feel like they... Like, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> and they're just like, okay. Well, they just kind of, like, acknowledge it and just kind of let her go anyways. And um, I wonder if it's yeah, just like know, part I feel like of the, the more world. you know the abyss. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I that you know. think it's more like normal. You're, you know, you're probably like, yeah, like, fuck it, whatever. Uh, one less stomach to you're feed. You're gonna die, but and it might be painful, and you might get tortured, but yeah, just because like even the white whistles that they know of. Yeah, I mean, you know, they never came back up, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. So sorry. So but continue. Yeah. So then nothing really happens. So let's talk about episode ten, shall we? Let's just jump ahead to that. Uh this awful uh-huh. episode. This awful, awful episode where um they go down and they fight this 
creature that has spikes on him and he can kind of predict movement so reg is all cocky at this point and yeah he gets fucked he like he tries to fight him PSG has to defend rico as well and then he ends up uh, kind of being okay but and then turns out rico got um, a poison spike through her hand and uh, this is fucking this is oh this episode was so awful so uh ray doesn't know what to do but rico's like just go up you know whatever and this is in what layer was this this is the fourth layer right i think it's like fourth yeah, yeah which is fucking crazy to think so about. once you go up in the fourth layer you have intense pain throughout the body and bleeding from every orifice and okay so yeah they go up and yeah, the poison starts spreading, and now Rico's hallucinating like a motherfucker. And, you know, her hand has swollen up to a degree that's unbelievable. And it, it looks like a fucking... It looks bad. Like if you fill up a balloon and it's about to pop Dude, from yeah. all the water. <laughs> oh, man. So she's like, all right, you got to cut it. I'm like, oh, bro. When she said that, I'm like, oh, dude, this, this can't be serious, right? So mm-hmm. then red gets a rock he has to break her arm first he breaks her arm dude and then he starts cutting and i'm like oh but and they show all of they this. show like, there's all no of fucking, this yeah oh my goodness no going back in the camera none of there's that no like you know just scream cut no nope. and you know past it no you're there the entire fucking time you're there a whole there's pretty much a whole episode of torture and you know you just hear rico's like her terrifying like screams and yells of pain and agony and then you know reg is also beating himself up and then you see him like cutting it and then he's like what the hell am i doing and then the swarm of fucking like creatures start attacking him too at the same time he's trying to defend him off and you know finally uh, rico loses consciousness and he thinks that it's over he thinks it's done. It's game over. He starts crying, you know, and now I'm I'm crying, dude. You know, it's fucking awful. But and then good old Nanachi yeah. shows up and, you know, she's like, ah, you know, she's still alive. We can save her. And yeah, we get introduced to Nanachi, right? Hurry. What, what, what do you think of Nanachi? Uh-huh. I think Nanachi, I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Excellent. Hard as fucking backstory. Oof. Oh, man. So, to put to put this into preference, like you know, you get this like fucking twenty four minutes of you know characters that have become super close in like nine episodes. God, you yeah. love them. Yes, you know they're kids most of all. Yeah, and you just see Rico just fucking get tortured. You know, blood is coming out of her eyes, her mouth, ears. Oh my god, yeah. Ugh. You just see Reg just fucking break her arm and cut it off and like fail halfway. Good God, <laughs> it yeah. starts to panic, and so you go through all of this, right? And then you get Nanako, not Nanako, Nanachi. Yeah. And oh fuck, man, this fucking it. This season gets so heavy towards the end. Like it's, it's weird because, like, yeah, I I feel like the deeper you go, like, because like you know the first couple episodes, it was like you know a bunch of kids having fun, trying to figure out the world, and like you know they have like a big mysterious hole in the fucking ground, and like. Yeah, like, yeah, we sh- they all want to grow up and be adventurers and all that kind of stuff. Right, yeah, exactly. But, you know, episode nine hits, you know, they get into the goblets of giants or some, or whatever. Yeah. And things quickly go downhill, you know, Nanachi offers help, and we're introduced to Nanachi's roommates named Midi, oh, which man. is just kind of like a an animal that you, or like a monster 
a creature. Um, right? It's very freakish. You don't want to look at it. Like it's very <laughs> kind of like bodily, super gory, and like which is a lot, you know. After the, like you know, you have this whole like arm cut off depiction. Yeah. And, oh um, man, yeah. And you know, um, the anime it doesn't slow down a lot, but like you know, we get Reg trying to to get the items to kind of save Riku. Right, right. right. To get the poison out because, like, you know, they can heal the arm, but the poison is still going to kill her. Exactly, yeah. And so they have to solve that. And so um, Reg goes out and does that. Um, he just gets to know around and just starts to kind of, like, get adapted to a surrounding. He he learns about the curse, right? Right. Where it's more of a blanket. And once you pop out of the blanket, that's when it starts to attack you, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and so, you know, we get a little exposition, but then we get to Nanachi's backstory where, oh God. you know, she used to be in the slums, I think. Yeah. And, um, she didn't really have any op or they didn't really have any options in life. And so they joined the program of one of the white whistled Bon, Bonrood? Bonrood. 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 Bonrood, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. And so, I mean, he's the second white whistle you're introduced. The first one, Liza, who we know as like a, well, third. Third, right. Because, you know, Ozen. You know, you have Ozen and Liza who are both very good. You know, at the, uh, like, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, they're good people. But Bonrood <laughs> looks yeah. like he's taking care. He's a complete opposite where he is taking children to conduct like science experiments and to kind of find out ways around the curse and, um, Take some, I think, to the sixth ring where you lose all humanity if you were hit by the curse. Yes. Um, which it makes you, I forget what they call it, maybe hollows. Um, right? Is that is that the term? That's that's what Nanachi's called. But I, it just seems like when you become uh, an atrocity like Midi, I don't think you're called a hollow because. I don't. I think um, a hollow is an exception, which is Nanachi, which she is the, you know, the success of that. But uh, I, uh-huh. I don't think they're all hollows themselves. Cool. So well, they're being experimented, but like you know, a lot of them, majority of them, all the kids are being turned into creatures like Midi. Yeah. Right. And yeah. if it wasn't for Nanachi coming in um, to try to save Midi, I'm not exactly sure how the experiment worked. But since they were both together, Nanachi became a hollow, a furry, you know, which in some cases might be worse. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but Midi, it's interesting because she ch- got turned into this being, but instead of being like the regular one, she can't die. Right. And so she's tortured. And, you know, this anime does not hold back any punches. No. And so, oh my God, you see like Midi be killed over and over and over again but her power is to always come back but she always feels the pain right yeah exactly oh my god yeah she feels like what she's going through but she just always regenerates right like you always see her crying and every so, time like anything happens mm-hmm. she's just crying the whole time it's awful dude yeah and so uh nanachi eventually escapes from um the laboratory takes midi with them and is in the hideout where she eventually meets Reg, and she's really interested in Reg because um, he has that cannon power that can like obliterate anything in his past. Exactly. And so, you know, 
during this time, Nanachis has also been trying to kill Midi to put her out of her misery, but has been failing. And so she's just been causing Midi pain. Exactly. And so this yeah. is like, she asked Rick to finally put Midi down to see if that will do it once and for all. <sighs> yeah. And so these episodes, they're a fucking slog because nothing good ever happens. And we do get the scene where where Rick actually does kill Midi. And, um, you know, kind of releases Nanachi from, you know, being her caretaker. Um, no, yeah, that. Yeah, and then Rico awakens and they get prepared for their next adventure, essentially. Yeah, but before Midi, um, before she she leaves us, um, you know, there's a second where he's powering up his uh, his beam, right? But and then Nanachi, wait, wait, never mind, just kidding, you know, I, I don't want to do this. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God. And it's just rough. And then she's like. It just makes it worse. It makes it worse, man. But then she has to do it. Yeah. And then, like you said, Rico wakes up. And then she remembers Mitty, though, because she was comforting her the whole time when she was, you know, out cold, you know. And she's like, hey, what, mm-hmm. wasn't there somebody else here? And then, yeah, it's uh, it's Mitty. But she never got to meet her, you know, I guess, in you know, when she was away, she just kind of felt the comfort of Mitty the whole time. And, oh, man, yeah, Bondrood is, um, now he's special, man. He, he He's not okay. He's the asshole. Fuck, he's a piece yeah, of shit. Fuck Bondrood, yeah, man. Fuck Bondrood. Um, some some yeah. people, I mean, I don't, it's not, I don't know if it's a meme or they're serious, but like Bondrood didn't do anything wrong, you know, because of what he's doing, you know, he's an insane scientist trying to experiment for humanity's sake right but you know two wrongs don't make it right but i don't know there's yeah there's ethics there's, i mean exactly. there's a reason why we have ethics <laughs> we can't just go pick up orphans you know put them to slavery and then kill them at the end you know like there's humans aren't test subjects no and should never be treated as such and that's what it that's what bond root is doing and um Killing a lot of people. We don't even know what's at the end of the abyss. It's crazy because, you know, we have this whole mysterious entity, right? But we don't even know if there's treasure, if there's, you know, anything at all because you don't really come back for it. And so it's just, I don't know, maybe it's just like, you know, maybe the human spirit trying to, like, conquer everything, right? Honestly, yeah, it could Um, be to, To make sense of, like, the unknown. But... It's weird because so many people are fixated on this abyss and it just keeps getting more painful the more you go. And yeah, it's weird because, you know, yeah, because I really I do love the setting. I love the characters, um, but I'm scared for them. Honestly, like I feel like there's nothing but pain. Yeah, it's, you know, down in the abyss and like, you know, 100 percent. So yeah. I wonder where this anime is going to go. So I'm I'm a little worried. Um yeah so i mean it was definitely good um, don't get me wrong yeah i'm um, just saying it, i i know what these you're kids saying. are gonna have the fight of their lives 100 well, yeah. percent. and you're right the adults failed them you know they're down they're heading down to the sixth layer at this point and it's like so the sixth layer at this point is gonna is pretty yeah like you said it's lost of humanity and then death in some cases so that means that you have to figure out a way to combat it or something because you know it's been done like ozen she came back you know bonjour has come back people have come back um but there has to be some other way you have to figure it out i mean bonjour's been using children as sacrifices you know that's how he's been mm-hmm. doing it i'm sure but 
you know, and of course the well, isn't it relics as well? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it's relics because you know everybody has like their thing. Like Ozen has her arms are like enhanced with like relics too, right? And so mm-hmm. it could be that they, they that makes her the strongest. Yeah, exactly. So it could be that they might find some kind of bubble thing. You know, Rico might find a bubble that you know counters the curse, which I think that'd be too easy. So that might not happen because you know we've already seen this show. Well, there is that crib. Where she was born in, right? Oh. That did mitigate. Mm, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So it, it, All the effects of the... Mm, good point, good point. Yeah. But nobody can carry but that. But then we also have Reg who, who was not attacked by the curse. Because he's a relic himself. That's why. Yeah. So, yeah. Good point, good point. Mm-hmm. So, now, Brian, like you, you mentioned earlier, you know, is season two next? No. It's... um You got to watch the movie, which is about Bondrude. It's about him and... You know, you get into oh, you get shit. into his backstory. <laughs> you get into what he's been doing. You know, this whole time and his fascination and obsession with Nanachi. You know, coming back and so we get it's a whole entire movie of Bonjour. I mean, I love his voice. I think the character himself is interesting, which is you know it goes to it goes to the writer. You know, if you have a, a evil character that's just mustache twirler evil. Then you don't know, like eh whatever, but I think he is a really good villain. Not in like that kind of way. He's like a horrible villain, but I think he's done he's done well. He's like twisted. Exactly. Like I feel like he's very much like um the one guy from Full Metal. Oh. It felt like very much like that moment when you realize that, you know, the Full Metal Alchemists were like, you know, they mixed the, like the dot <laughs> the daughter and the dog together. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. Mitty gives that a lot and just fucking like sick to your stomach, like gross. <sighs> yeah. Kind of scary, you know? 100%, man. Yeah, Bon Drew, he, he's one of the ones that is just like, geez. I, I don't We haven't met all of them yet, you know? We, we haven't met that guy with um that mask either, you know? he's He has me very interested. I don't know what his name is, mm-hmm. but he's wearing that... um the interesting mask that you kind of just see the silhouettes of some of them and he's he got to be interested yeah but anyhow um you gotta watch the movie then season two and you know after the movie mm-hmm. though you're gonna be you're gonna be broken man again it, it's oh fuck it, no no matter <laughs> what like this people say that okay you know made in abyss gets old because it's just torture porn right and it's just you know these kids mm. getting tortured and what, but I don't think it's for no reason because everything gets explained and everything has a purpose and and not only that, this mangaka gets a lot of hate too because his fascination with piss. You know that's what everybody always says. Like oh. everybody's always no, I'm not. It's not confirmed, but because, oh, Rico's always peeing herself. That's for sure his fetish. You know or whatever have you or I don't know if mm. you noticed that or that bugged you, Brian, at all. Did it bug you? Well, I know that she wet the bed once, <laughs> and then they made the joke about her blood, urine-soaked pants. Um, I mean, I guess it's weird that it was twice, but I, I, it didn't seem like it was like. And a, I think she peed herself when she was getting her um her arm chopped off. But I mean, I I don't know. I think. Oh shit! You know, it's one of those things that I just. I was I was squirming a lot. <laughs> I wasn't watching very closely, so I might admit. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it a lot of that, and, you know, people don't... And the manga's a little bit worse with, like, you know, because it has a lot of um, the scenes with Rico being naked. Like, she's actually naked, and you actually, like, see everything, you mm. know what I mean? Not except for the bottom the bottom parts of her, which she looks like she's, like, seven, you know, but... Yeah. Um, it's one of those that... It, but 
once you get past all that, you get a good story and you get a, an amazing world and amazing music uh, and it's anime. I think just don't, if you really care that much, don't read the manga, I guess, because it's a little more detailed there with the stuff that happens. I say the only thing that makes the anime worse is um, the screams of the characters. It makes them like, you know, you hear that more and you're like, damn, bro, are you, are you good? You know, you just... <laughs> yeah the voice yeah acting. it's really it's really it's really haunting and then uh-huh. in season two i'm not gonna spoil it for you but we get into the white whistle of the origins of that as well which is very very fascinating and very disturbing as well but anyhow yeah it's gonna it's a good one brian i mean you want to give it a rating or what are your final thoughts on made in abyss because i think we pretty much covered this whole thing i think we covered it too um yeah but do you want to give it the rating first okay so i watched the show when they started airing back in 2017 as soon as it was over i jumped into the manga only to be disappointed that i was it was right there but yeah i think i mean which is mm. cool that they and because like the pacing sorry to cut you off you but can. it did seem like the pacing was good yes you know it felt like um they were adapting like a good amount of of um, manga every episode i mean it might have caught up to them but still <laughs> yeah i think this adapts just three manga volumes which um is is actually I'm, I'm okay with i think that's very good there so yeah and then once you get past this like i said you'll be fine but this animation the music the voice acting the backgrounds i mean everything in this uh, uh kinema citrus this is the show that put them on the radar for me which um to be to be honest with you they haven't done anything as good as this they have you done shield hero blah 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 all that but nothing has been as good as this still mm-hmm. but made in the basis quality it's an amazing show everything about it i really enjoy the characters the suffering the p shout out to piss um all right all Whoa. right <laughs> Everything about it, I think I think it makes sense. None of it, I'm like, uh, maybe um, a little too much etchy with Rico and Reg. I understand that, you know, a lot of penis grabbing, you know, episode one, like she grabbed his penis if it worked or whatever. And you get some of yeah. that later on, too, where they see if he can actually pee and stuff. And people are, you know, it, it's like maybe it's a little too much. Or people are just randomly looking down his pants. Yes, or whatever, you know. I understand that. So... If you introduced so like a newcomer, I think it'd be rough for them. It's a little strange. The little kids are kind of being a little too, uh, you know, risque here. But for a seasoned veteran like yourself, Brian, I think it's um, a very good one. And I enjoyed it. So for me, I cannot give it anything less than a 10 out of 10. I've been giving so many 10s. I feel like I am uh, watering down my 10s. <laughs> We've been watching good yeah, anime. I've been watering down my 10s. We've just been watching good anime lately. All right. What is your score, Brian? cool so i really love the immersive world um i think it does a really good job um differentiating itself um from other anime you know because i feel like it's really easy to kind of have the same art style but you know i think you know the like the world concepts like the concept bar um the character's design the music is just so beautiful. Um, I think the characters like interact very well. I feel like Rico and, and like Rag yeah. have like a really cool like relationship where like you know they do seem like they care for each other. 
and I did like you know Nat and Shiggy. I we didn't talk about them very much. No, but you know I thought they were a great part. I kind of miss them. You know, yeah, me too. Maybe because it it meant like simpler days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people weren't getting their fucking arm chopped <laughs> off. Um, but yeah, like a very interesting universe. I think the um, especially in the first season, you very have that mystery, right? Which a lot of the time is like kind of like the best part of a lot of stories when it's still mysterious because you never know what happens when you when you actually get the explanation of everything. You know, right? When when the mystery's gone and you're finally faced to like what it is, yes. you know, is a good thing, but sometimes it could be a bad thing. Um, mm, mystery right. is so hard, but I think it definitely has me like, um, I very, it, it definitely has me interested and like kind of engaged in the world. Um, I'm a little scared of how dark it's going to get. Oh man. Yeah. Um, but overall very enjoyable. I give it like an eight out of 10. Oh, there it is. So, yeah, movie three is next. You can skip movie one and two. You just got to watch the third one and then jump. Yeah, because yeah. they did a lot of compilation movies right off the bat. Yeah, which I don't I don't understand why, but, you know, what, whatever, I guess. I would If anybody hasn't watched this show and they're going to watch the recaps, don't. Just don't. Just watch the show. Yeah. And then maybe if you haven't watched it for a long time, maybe you can watch the recaps, but... Other than that, just straight to... It's weird yeah. because recaps never work. They don't. You know? They never do, man. Like, I think it's always better just watching the... Just watching the the real media. Well, it's always cut down. So, it, it's always doing a disservice no matter what. It's meant for people that have already watched the show, I guess, to want... Because, like... Yeah. I, when this came out, right? It came out in 2017. And we didn't get this movie until 2020. So me, people were like, oh, it's been a while. But I think a lot of people were reading them, like my, myself. Reading the manga was just like three mm-hmm. volumes anyway. So I read the volumes again and I'm like, easy to catch up. So not a big deal. Yeah. No, yeah. There it is. Movie three, Brian. Cool. Well, awesome, awesome. Looking forward to reviewing that as well. Hell yeah. Um, check out our past episodes. We've been doing. A lot of cool. Um, I think you know we've been watching really good anime lately. You know, Samurai Champloo. Oh my god, yeah. Um, shit, what was the other one? We want before it before that one. Um, what was it, dude? I oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. How could we um, forget? We're too old. Yeah, it's so crazy how the time goes. I know we need to eat our B vitamins. <laughs> but yeah, check out our back catalog. Um, follow us at Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, anime fridge email us at animefridge at gmail.com uh let us know what you think about made in abyss is it fucking crazy um i definitely loved it but yeah i'm brian and that's my senpai Chan and uh jenna bye guys <laughs>